Welcome to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my lawn cast featuring the open minded musings of two early 40s. Although it's my it's our birthdays very quickly, Noah. I think we're, we're approaching mid 40s. Yeah, coming up soon. So yeah. quasi mid yeah. 40s curmudgeons uh, who are both staring at the prospect of entertainment irrelevance. I am your co host, Bill Scurry of American Caesar Enterprises, and I'm joined by dot dot dot. I am Noah Tarno of the big quiz thing. The trivia game show spectacular. The handiest guy on the other side of a verbal ellipse. I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we talk about pop culture, as you all know, and uh, we are engaging in the hottest of takes. One of this, is, this is much like last week's episode yeah. about Avengers. Uh, this is like something we're, we're striking the iron while it's hot. We are discussing Mr. Kanye yeah. Omari West, former resident of Chicago, yeah. Illinois. It's his real name, Kanye West. I assumed when I first heard of him, Kanye was some reference to something but no that's his mom named him kanye i guess it's not that weird when you don't yeah. think about it being associated well, with kanye west so i read some someplace where his actual his name was kanye diane weist but i think that was wrong <laughs> <laughs> uh, always with the deep cut my friend let's go over the record here y'all know kanye west yeah. uh, but but let's see how much you yeah know. he's been around a while now he's he's a little older than uh you know most topics we look at. He's been around, what, 03 was his first album, 04? So here's here's his deal, right? So he's 40 years old this year, or is 40 years old presently. Entrepreneur, fashion designer, born in Atlanta, raised in Chicago, briefly attended an art school before dropping out, which was the grist for his first album. He became known as a producer for Rockefeller Records, which is a big break for him in the early 2000s. He did the blueprint for Jay-Z, which was sort of a life-altering career. He did some tracks on the blueprint. Right, it's always split between a bunch of producers, but but that's where his name was uh, sort of came out. He also worked with uh, Alicia Keys, among other uh, artists. His first album was actually in 2004, was The College Dropout. As you can tell, it was almost right. like a concept album on uh, the fact that he was grappling with uh, dropping out of college. Huge success, absolutely huge success. And he founded a record label of good music, G-O-O-D music. So 2005, he released his second album, Late Registration, continuing with the theme of uh, the college thing. Graduation came in 2007, 808s and Heart. Heartbreak 2008, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy in 2010. I hate that album title. I hate it. I hate My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. It sounds like someone parodying My Chemical Brothers, uh, My Chemical Romance, My Chemical Brothers. (laughs) It's... Right, that's terrible. No, it just sounds like someone trying too hard. It, I just, I really don't like that album title. There's something about it that really rankles on me. Whereas I think 808s and Heartbreak is a very nice album title. So let me let me be fair. He came out with uh, Watch the Throne with his old uh, his old boss, Jay-Z from Rockefeller. It was in 2011. Yeezus was in 2013. We're starting to get a little shaky here. Most recently was Life of Pablo came out in 2016. Uh, so everyone knows that he launched a fashion line uh, of his own engineering yeah. he collaborated with nike louis vuitton and apc the french clothing brand on clothing and footwear and he has a yeezy collaboration with adidas since 2013 anyway nuts and bolts here more than 100 million digital downloads 21 million albums sold 21 grammy awards three of his albums have been included in rolling stones 500 greatest albums of all time oh those lists are bullshit those Maybe lists are bullshit they don't are but i live on them lists. noah i don't have anything in my life other than okay, rolling stones fine. lists and Great. finally, 
I used to contribute to those lists. They're bullshit. And that should tell you if I contributed to them, those lists are bullshit. Time Magazine called him one of the 100 most influential people in the world in 05 and 15 again as a repeat. So uh, there you go. We haven't said the most important thing, Bill. Why are we talking about Kanye now? So Kanye, he kind of took like, what, like a year or almost a year break from social media. He kind of laid low. And now in the last month, he's not only released a couple new singles and he's preparing a new album. Love Everyone, scheduled to be released June 1st, okay? So, uh, but not only that, but he's been vocal, especially recently, but in the last year and a half, with his support for uh, the Orange Goblin, as I like to call him, the current president of the United States. And he said some controversial and arguably unintelligible things in support of Mr. Trump. He said uh, he's a brother to me. He has dragon energy that I have. And then, of course, he just kept sliding down the hill that all Trump supporters end up sliding down, which is um, slavery. He said slavery was a choice. You know, he's he was trying to get at this idea that people say that, like, oh, the slaves were mentally enslaved. And, and if they had only tried to, to escape, they could have escaped and they could have fought and blah, blah, blah. Which is, you know, I guess there's an intelligent debate to have on that topic, but not when you're yelling on TMZ that slavery is a choice. <laughs> um, he's married to Kim Kardashian, of course. Yes. You know, he's, he's been a controversial figure for a long time. He's known to walk out, storm out, interrupt various award shows. He is very bold in his proclamations that he's the greatest, that he's God among men. I mean, I don't have any quotes here, but he said some pretty bold statements about his greatness. And no, I don't think he gets away with it the way Muhammad Ali does, uh, which is another complicated issue. We can maybe get into that later. Uh, so that's why we're talking about him now, because there's a lot of controversy in the past week about why Kanye is openly supporting the president, what he means. Is it OK? Is it not OK? You know, can we agree to disagree with Kanye? Uh, and obviously, a lot of this is tied up in the fact that, A, he's African-American, and B, he's an avatar. He is one of the most celebrated figures, certainly currently and arguably in the history of a genre of music that has long been opposed to the right wing and to a lot of the forces that brought Donald Trump to the presidency. Yeah. So you want to know what I think of Kanye West. This is a bifurcated question. I think it's clear is what I, it's clear by what I just said. I don't have a lot of positive regard for Kanye West as a person. Uh, He strikes me as an erratic, self-serving, narrow-minded individual. I don't get a good impression from him. We said this beforehand. I said he's crazy, and I'm not a psychologist, and I don't know him personally, so that might be way off. But if I'm going to use crazy the way people use it vernacularly, I think the guy's crazy. Now, it's easy to go crazy when you're famous and, you know, look at like guys like Michael Jackson. You know, you're in a bubble. Everyone says, yes, you're awesome. You're a genius. And it's very easy to buy your own hype, especially... You know, Kanye was still a relatively young man when he first became famous, and he had a lot of smoke blown up his ass. So it's very hard not to buy that hype and believe that you really are that awesome and lose touch with reality. But that's one half. The other half is him as a musician, as an artist. Let's celebrate the art from the artist. And I'm not a hip-hop fan at all. It's an idiom that I don't think will ever really passionately affect me. My favorite rap song of all time is White and Nerdy by Weird Al Yankovic. So that should tell you what kind of authority I am on the genre of hip-hop and music. That being said, I find his music to be incredible creative, very smart, as far as I can tell, very innovative. Idiom is never going to quite connect with me, but as far as is possible, I find his music very entertaining. People throw it around too much, but I do believe that Kanye West is a musical genius. You could see growth from album to album. You could see experimentation. He comes up with these crazy ideas, these crazy collaborations, 
whether it's working with Paul McCartney or Bonnie Vare as, you know, in addition to the usual suspects, Jay-Z, Nicki Minaj, other T-Pain, other big names of hip-hop. And he makes these crazy ideas a reality, comes up with new, refreshing, different, intelligent music. People have often said he pushed aside gangster rap and replaced it, the dominant uh, hip-hop idiom, with more thoughtful and more politically engaged and more introspective music. You know, that has led to people like Odd Future and uh, Frank Ocean and all those guys. I think his music's great. I think he is a person, from what I can tell, is a freaking lunatic, and I want nothing to do with him. I, I do think it's a good idea to bifurcate this into two different segments, in that you can look at the public persona, which has been one very loud uh, decla- declaration after another since he since he broke out in 2004, and the work. And and the thing is, he continues to do the work, and I, I agree with you. I'm a little more in touch with what hip-hop sounds like, although not much. I would still just consider myself uh, a tyro or or a sampler rather than someone who has a real deep categorical knowledge of, of history this guy's been doing this yeah he's been doing this since 2004 and uh, you know his first album college dropout look they're all masterpieces but college dropout's one that i became very intimate with i played that i played the hell out of it based on the i think through the wire the- is a great song i love yeah, it yeah man that's insane. Like, not it's only a is great it a great song. song. It's really good It's song. a great song, but it also has this poignancy of being a real yeah. creed core from the artist and that he's is yeah. working through the broken jaw and he it's a narration of yeah. what it's through like. Through the wire the wire is the wire wiring his jaw shut after a car accident, right? And it's like expressing yep. myself through the like using it I I think that's a great metaphor. I think it's really sharp. I mean even Gold Digger, which seems to be a topic that Hip hop had gone over over and over again, you know, complaining about women being greedy. There's just something about, it. and then you know, at the time, his whole his whole thing was like uh, sampling old soul and R and B songs. And then, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of him. I'm interrupting you. What's the song where he sam- oh Power? He samples King Crimson. Yeah, it was like, great. Holy shit! Like, I'm sorry, I, it's an idiom that doesn't speak to me. So 90 percent of hip hop just goes right over my head. But, like, this is stuff, like, I yeah. stand up and notice. You mentioned Gold Digger. The thing is, is that the last verse is is the response from a female uh, a female narrator who's telling you, here's your puffery, here's your verse, and you're out there saying, oh, yeah, bitches, bitches be grabbing money, and bitches are only interested in me because they got money. And the last one is saying, you're broke ass. And it's like you are lying, and you have this incredible penchant for exaggerating your own self-worth, which there's a level of self-awareness on his first two albums that are great. Like I said, if you come up with a concept album like the College Dropout, I mean, I say concept album loosely. It's a lot of different songs. It's larded with this insecurity, and it seems like it was based on self-reflection. It was a younger man. I'm guessing he was in his mid-20s at the time. And this this real middle-class insecurity over whether or not dropping out of college was a good thing, or what isn't he getting out of it? It's a, it's a signifier. It's one of the first signifiers he starts to remark on in his public persona is not having a higher education, not having a degree, I should say, from right. a college. Now, it's apparent that he was ready to go outside the box. He didn't need anyone to tell him that he couldn't produce and rap and make music because he was a gifted wonderkind about that kind of thing. But he was looking for an outside signifier. It has a sense of yeah. humor. There's 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 all sorts of comedy mixed all throughout the college dropout, which is great. And you don't have that in the middle and later parts of his career. He becomes bone dry as it becomes more aspirational. Whether or not he has but- l- lost his marbles... 
I tell you one thing that I really lament is losing a sense of humor is where I don't see I see smiles mm. I just don't see this natural playfulness I don't know what to read how to read that but it is a vacancy where at one point it seems like you could mess around with him and it seems like he became very sober even though he wasn't sober because he's had it issue. you know what I'm saying he's become almost like psychologically uh, he's sober. Had, yeah yeah I think that might be tied up in the buying his own hype thing that he clearly always had an ego issue Kanye West strikes me as the kind of guy who once the world started saying he was you know, revolutionizing hip hop and one of the most important popular music artists of the last 50 years, that that stuff went straight to his head. And he started thinking, yeah, I'm going to run for president. It takes a rare person to say, because I've sold 50 million records, I'm qualified to be president of the United States. I mean, I think we see this now that saying, because I've you know opened a bunch of casinos, that qualifies me to be president of the United States. We've seen what that reaps. Losing a sense of humor goes along with thinking you're the greatest because don't mess around. I'm a god. You don't laugh at a god. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is I, what happens to tin pot dictators. This is why they. This is why they kill the the court jester. At the same time, maybe it's uh, reflexively tone deaf for a white guy to be asking a black artist, "Why are you not making more jokes?" Because you could argue that the world right. that everybody's essaying isn't exactly joke worthy. It's like, why don't you guys have a better sense of humor about what's what horrible things are happening on planet Earth? I mean, it's not like people are going to say to Spike Lee, "Hey, Spike." Why don't you do more comedies? Or hey, Cornell West, why don't you crack more jokes? Ta-Nehisi Coates. Yeah, I guess. Uh, why don't you do but, why, why don't but, you do more but, physical comedy, Ta-Nehisi Coates? It's like their job is to be more serious and sober about it. And so, yeah, I mean, at one point he had a sense of humor, but I assume that what he's seen, regardless of whatever other public persona issues we could we could dredge up here, and that he's putting on a loudspeaker blast. He's maybe just been sobered, not just by the fact that he's, you know, reading his own hype and believing it, but also by the fact that he's becoming more acutely aware of the world you live in is more complex and more hazardous and more weighty than you could possibly imagine. There's always room for a sense of humor. It's it's humor is calibrated to the the topic. Ta-Nehisi Coates writes with humor, no matter how serious he is. You know, Spike Lee, every Spike Lee movie's got some jokes in it. I mean, there's always... Look, you know Kanye's music better than me, so I can't speak to, oh, there's no jokes on uh, Jesus. I have no idea. I mean, what I like about him isn't so much the humor, though I I find Gold Digger to be very amusing in Impossible. Oh, it's great. It's great. You're Um, right. You're right. I just like the creativity of a, a Stronger. I love Stronger. And I just love how... He, you know, usually it's bullshit when I hear, oh, he, he, he said it's the first black new wave album and he was inspired by uh, Arena Rock after touring with U2. And I read that and I roll my eyes, but then I listen to it and I hear it. He did songs influenced by Gary Newman. I freaking hear Gary Newman in his songs. I mean, that's incredible. I drink a goose for breakfast, an inch for dessert. Somebody order pancakes, I just sip the scissor. That right there could drive a sane man bizzer. Not to worry, Mr. Ace to the Izzles back to wizard. How do you console my mom? Or give a light support. Telling her son's own life support. And just imagine how my girl feel. On the plane, scared as hell that a guy looked like Emmett Till. Why has Kanye West become such a success? Uh, well, first of all, it's popular. He's been popular since day one because he's good at what he does. Yeah. The music speaks for itself. He's great. The art, I don't know. Vermeer could have drowned puppies and it would have made him a terrible human being, but his painting <laughs> still would have been beautiful. And Kanye West is not a puppy drowner by any stretch of the imagination. As far as I know, he doesn't hurt anybody but himself, quite mm. literally. But his music uh, has been... 
I don't entirely agree. Okay, I mean, but, we're but, gonna, but I don't want to get sidetracked, but I think the stuff he says can have negative repercussions beyond. Look, I'm not I'm not denying that. I think that it, the reason why he's popular is because he's done the work. And you're talking about a guy where this music can only exist today, the marketplace for this kind of complex level of art. But his is, is certainly some of the, the richest, most naughty and, and defying easy explanation in terms of like pop music. Good things don't always good things don't always rise to the top. Like Noah, Noah Tarno says the cream rises to the top. And it's like, well, that's great when it happens. And it's and it's nice to believe that it does. Every single time he did something, it got better than the last time he did it, according to the the vision of one guy who's a true visionary, who understands what he does well, growing in ways that we don't know are coming. I I'm very excited about that. I love that in filmmakers. I love that in authors. I love that in painters. I love that in fucking Tuvan throat singers. However you quantify this, it's yeah, a you, beautiful you with thing. Your, you're such a snob with those Tuvan throat singers. You know? <laughs> uh, so that, that that's my style. You know, but, you know the, the popularity co-mingles with all the stuff that you're talking about in terms of this giant fucking flaming train wreck. As I read on Twitter, he's kind of being canceled by a lot of people. You know, I love that term, canceled. Like, you're canceled. It's a very specific term. If you alienate the people who rely on you the most or who've elevated you, you know, Bill Cosby gets canceled, et cetera, et cetera. It's, you know, it's something that happens. And people have turned their backs on him and said, I, I can't follow you anymore. I don't think yeah. that shit's making him... It's making him more newsworthy, but not more popular, or at least any kind of popular in a good way. Well, I'm going to agree, you know, why he's popular. I'm going to agree with everything you said, but I will add this. I think part of the reason Kanye burst onto the scene in such a big way is I think the world was ready for hip-hop to move on. It, it had been around, I mean, you know, back to De La Soul, and then in the 90s you had, like, most Def and stuff, and... And it, we were ready for, like, the biggest name in hip-hop to be someone introspective and someone, I mean, I don't want to say more creative. A lot of the gangster rap guys are very creative, you know. And I think Kanye now risks losing his popularity because what made him more popular is he was more relevant, you know. Even if he was predating, obviously, the uh, Black Lives Matters and police brutality protests and stuff like that, you know, the, the new mainstream political issues of import centering on the African-American experience. But his music can very much be interpreted as of a piece with that, you know, about introspection, about things that matter and not showing off and being cool. George Bush doesn't care about but black he, people. Okay, so yeah, right. He was of a piece with that. He seemed to be a fellow, if we're going to use the term, a fellow traveler with those viewpoints. We're going to talk about the black experience unapologetically. We're, we're not going to play nice because we need to express these things that have been unexpressed or underexpressed for too long. And he is at risk when the, the movements or the various movements are almost, you know, reaching a crescendo because of Trump by separating himself for that, running in opposition to that, praising Trump and, and praising Trump's loudmouth con artist black supporters. He risks making himself irrelevant. And he risks hip-hop as an art form moving on from him. And you know what? If this is how he really feels and he's not just blabbing his mouth because he's exhausted and he needs a little more time in, you know, exhaustion rehab or whatever you call it, then screw him. I mean, his music's great, but there are more important things. And if he can't 
keep up with what matters. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to be the person who's going to decide this, so whatever. He's going to be in opposition to the things that matter. He's going to stop being relevant, and he's going to be a has-been. I used to love Kanye. I used to love Kanye. I even had the pink polo. I thought I was Kanye. What if Kanye made a song about Kanye? Call I Mr. Old Kanye. Man, that'd be so Kanye. That's all it was, Kanye. We still love Kanye, and I love you like Kanye loves Kanye. <laughs> no, Eterno, would you like Kanye Diane Weist if you were a kid today? No, his name is Kanye Wally West, and he was hit by a bolt of lightning doused in chemicals, <laughs> and he tapped into the speed force. Probably not, because I never liked hip-hop, and in fact, when I was younger, I, I didn't scorn it. You know, I didn't have that borderline racist, ah, rap isn't music. I never said that. Everything's music. I didn't give it as much of a chance as I do now. However, you know, if I were born at a later time, I might be, the idiom of rap might not put me off the way it does now. I'm guessing on balance, I'd like it more. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe. What about you? If, if you put me back when I was a kid, uh, I don't even mean is is when I was the age to say t- from my late teens to mid twenties, late twenties, I was pretty much in a cultural box. I was, I was listening to a lot of older music, but I was pretty right. much impervious to new influences. I think that I had no hip hop in my diet whatsoever. I was a regular Noah back then in that I just <laughs> completely missed out on big ticket things like Wu-Tang Clan. I missed out on Jay-Z. I missed out on Pac. I missed out on Biggie. I missed out on every single major groundswell that was Pac. going on in the Okay. Mid to late 90s. If you put me as a kid, now let's say that this is the landscape of pop music when I'm a kid, not the guy who I was when I was 20. I think I'd, I'd love the shit out of this because yeah. it sounds dark. The most recent stuff has a real dark, flinty, sophisticated totally. feel to it. I mean, it is like a dirge. It's like listening to Adagio for strings or something, just like the modern incarnation <laughs> of it. The heaviness, man, of like 808s or beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy would have appealed to me especially um whatever you know yeah. pablo that kind of thing like that stuff would have like gotten into my head just because it would have fit in with the comics i was reading and the movies i was watching and the idea of, like i'm growing up and this is aspirational and you know this is describing the metal you know the the the, the metalness of the world i mean yeah i listened to a lot of metallica when i was in high school even though that's not really who i am i really appreciated how just strenuous and sinewy and flinty and angry and 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 raw those first three or four albums from metallica were and they were they were great and i could see this being the equivalent of that so again it depends on when you'd catch me it's interesting you say that that you say you would have liked it because it was angry i mean there's a lot of angry music in every genre i tend to think i like angry music too but i don't like music just because it's angry i i i don't hate metallica but it doesn't speak to me um for me the anger drew me to punk rock and drew me to the more honest forms of the mopey, you know, alt music of the 90s, e.g. Weezer. I think by that token, I wouldn't have glommed onto this because it was angry. I wouldn't have glommed onto this because it was hip-hop. I, I'm really happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. Is, well, I think this is an interesting one to say, is Kanye West the sign of the apocalypse? Is the success of Kanye West the sign of the apocalypse? I think this is another bifurcated one, but what do you say? These, no, the success of Kanye West is not a sign of the apocalypse. If anything, yeah, I'm gonna, I'll subscribe to your bifurcation and say the success of Kanye West is a sign that quality still outs 
that it the, the good thing still catches a big audience and makes its own way and that if at first you're not paying attention it not it, t- it taps on your shoulder and gets you to spin on your heel and give it attention which is what I think this guy's music did and it again it did it the honest way where it built on a logical progression from from album to album to album where the art makes sense it's it's like anything you want to see a progression that's great now the apocalypse part is if you're going to watch the TMZ tirade if you're going to watch Twitter <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and exactly. see and see exactly. him if you, you're going to see him say that Bill Cosby is innocent or whatever that was 2 years ago if oh, you're going to get into say the that? Mor- did he really say that yes, he, this was like this was a couple of years back if you get into that then you have a much more caustic and uh, mendacious perfidy of what you see here about how a guy is using his bully pulpit. And so the thing is, it's like if the music winds up steering, if he takes the wheel and yerks it to the to the right, and all his music winds up being a, a weird celebration of jangly, discordant topics without any sense of self-reflection, and if it really sounds like music that is completely created in a hermetic bubble by hangers-on and people <laughs> who don't ever say... No. Then you might have, it's bad enough that the Twitter feed is filled with him wearing a MAGA hat. Bad enough that he's talking about dragon energy and all this shit. And it's like, for the few people who aren't rolling their eyes and shrugging their shoulders about it, the people who might say, hey, maybe he's got something to say. There's your apocalypse. I listen to him and I I compare him to people like Edgar Allan Poe and Vincent Van Gogh. I mean, there's a reason they're artists of the test of time. I think it is, they are artistic geniuses. I think that is fair to say about their work. But, you know, you read anything about these guys' lives and they were, they were lunatics. I mean, maybe not clinically, but they were freaking nuts. You know, Poe banged his cousin and did whatever drug there was and rolled around on the streets and died in the snow. And uh, Van Gogh chopped his ear off. So I think Kanye West is like that. Here's the difference. Our media, our world, the form that, uh, and, and also the form that it takes to be a popular musician versus, well, I guess, you know, Poe was a popular writer. Um, so maybe it's just the nature of our media. You know, Van Gogh really wasn't hurting anyone but himself. Poe wasn't hurting anyone but himself. What happens is when a guy like Kanye starts saying ridiculous and frankly offensive and bad stuff like this, it has an outsized effect. And the people who are hurt are not just him and not just Kim Kardashian. There are people who listen to them. It's a possibility that the Trump firmament will take him on. I mean, Trump's already started using him as a shield. You know, when people are like, you're racist. Well, Kanye West likes me. But I think there's a lot of negative repercussions that can happen because of Kanye's mania. And that didn't happen to artists in previous decades, previous centuries. Hey, everyone listen to this, please. Two days before I was in the hospital, I was on opioids. I was addicted to opioids. I had plastic surgery because I was trying to look good for y'all. I got liposuction because I didn't want y'all to call me fat like y'all called Rob at the wedding and made him fly home before me and Kim got married. Okay, Noah Tarno, my friend. Yeah. By the way, I'm gonna call you yeah. I'm gonna call you Kanye West Orange. Is that okay? No, the town I grew up in was called South Orange. But yeah, oh, Kanye right. West so, Orange. All right, close enough. All right, so is your okay. dislike okay. Uh, based in jealousy? Okay, two things here. One, I said I like his music as much as I can like hip-hop. The, the hip-hop doesn't really speak to me. Is any of my dislike of that? I mean, that's another topic, I guess, based in jealousy. I don't know, maybe. Am I scorning the nonsense he says out of jealousy? No. 
I, I mean, I'll admit I might be, you know, when I when I make fun of his wife, I might be jealous because here's someone that the media cares about and doesn't do anything. And I'm always jealous of those people. Now, I don't really think jealousy is the right word. Uh, maybe it's wishful thinking that he'll be irrelevant because he supports the most awful person in our country. Maybe that's wishful thinking, but I wouldn't say it's jealousy. What about you? I am jealous. Um, I think maybe in the history of this podcast, and what do we got? We're up to about 46 episodes now. I don't know if, for me, there's been somebody over the course of the show who's been quite this talented. I mean, we've talked about a lot of talented people who we've liked a lot. But I think in terms of yes. what they Lana do Lana Del Rey, this the Smosh the- guys, really talented <laughs> people. But my point is, is that this guy is the goods. He's this talented. If I'm, I'm definitely, yeah. Yeah. when I see someone who's a naturally talented guy at what they do, they figure out what they're good at and then they work the shit out of it. But then there's just, just this yeah. inborn talent that comes from birth, not just, not just trade, yeah. not just uh, practice, not just uh, genius hours. I do get very jealous watching somebody understand this is what I'm good at. It's like watching uh, Roger Federer. What if Roger Federer became a gardener? You know, you'd say, oh, all this talent would have been just like left over somewhere. (laughs) But it's like that guy, that guy found a fucking tennis racket and understood I am this good at it. Naturally, I'm going to put the hours and hours of practice into it. Look, as good as, you know, we, we, we spent a lot of time in the Bruno Mars episode saying how good Bruno Mars is at what he does. And it's just like, I can't stand him. Can't stand listening to him. I was jealous Uh, over how smooth and slick he is. Yeah, Kanye's deeper than Bruno. I mean, I'll defend Bruno Mars as a talented guy, but Kanye's on another level if we're talking talent. That's, that's right, yeah. that's it. But I'm saying is that you you have somebody who at least embraces and was cultivated but found it, discovered it. You know, there was no question in terms of yeah. what they did really well. And I appreciate that, but it's like I look at this guy now and like, you know, he he does everything he he buys a clothing line. He buys a wife from Beverly Hills. You know, he buys collaborated, you know, collaborated performers. He, he, you know, was able to steer the success as much on the back of his choices as it was that, you know, he had all these doors open to him because he was so good at what he did. And that's for whatever right. I have in life. No one's ever going to greet me first on my art and second as a human being. And I think, well, Aww. this is almost like I don't know, man. I no finish. Pretty sure. That's okay. I can I could live with that. I'm all right with that. You know, like I said, it's just it's like seeing someone, it's like watching, I don't know, Dizzy Gillespie play the trumpet. You just know that's like this is what you were meant to do and somehow you found it. Stevie Wonder right. They put him at a, they put him at a keyboard at the right age, and the guy was just it just came out gold the rest of his life. That's a big deal. And yes, I would always be jealous of that. Like me with quiz shows, you know. I'm I'm you know no one. I was born to do that. Um, and you with podcasting, my friend. You never know. This thing's taken off. Anyway, so I think that uh, I think that wraps us up. Right, That'll Kanye do it. Orange. Uh, yes, Kanye Wally West. So if you would like to find past episodes, look on iTunes slash Apple Music, whatever the fuck they're calling it these days. I don't know. SoundCloud, we're always there. <laughs> Google Play, Stitcher, tweet to us at Noah and Bill Show. Write to us, Noah and Bill don't get it at gmail.com. And visit I don't get it podcast.com. Give us a review on iTunes. It helps us do whatever it is. We're yeah, come on, review us. Review profile. us. 
Review, review us. us. Someday review people us. will review meet us. you first. Hey, you're that le- you're that legendary podcaster yeah. and a nice guy second. Exactly. I would appreciate that kind exactly. of recognition. We're just looking for that blue apron and zip recruiter sponsorship money, man. That's when you know you've made it as a podcaster. Uh, I want zip apron. I want to just go right past those zip and go right apron. to zip apron as, as the big uh, sponsor. Yeah, blue That's recruiter. Blue recruiter yeah. is a nice one, too. Right. I use their products. I, I'm not yeah. just saying that. So I'm on Twitter, at William Scurry. I'm on YouTube, AM Caesar, and my good friend Noah will tell you about himself right now. Bigquizthing.com, corporate and private trivia events nationwide. It's a happening. We're doing a lot. We're busy. Coming off our best year ever in 17, 18 looks to be even bigger. Book it now for the summer. Summer's always a busy season for us. So uh, bigquizthing.com. We're based in New York and San Francisco, but uh, we do events all over the place. Just uh, recruited our first host in Chicago. And check us out on Twitter. We tweet trivia uh, pretty regularly. Sign up for our our weekly uh, trivia email. Get it right in your inbox. You guys should look because if you check in your closet, wherever you are, chances are Noah is doing trivia there. And I hate to alert you. Just don't yes, do it at night. pretty much. And use a flashlight because it's, it's a shock. It's a little scary. Until the next episode, I ain't messing with no broke Noahs. Yes, exactly. We don't get it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2018.